Welcome back, everybody, to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Another full crew, full squad episode here. You got Nick with Scotty and Coach Steve. Guys, we're coming off of yet another seven-win week, seven and three, adding four units to the tally. We are up to 65 wins on the year, over 20 units won. Thank you guys all so much for riding with us. Boys, we have an absolutely stacked episode, stacked week of games. We're going to take you through the Champions League uh, group stages, just a quick roundup there. Buy or sell with five unreal games on the slate this weekend. And of course, the moneymaker, which you're all waiting for, our locks of the week. Scotty, coach, what's happening? Not much. I mean, this is a uh, this is kind of like the last salvo in, in club soccer until we get to World Cup. I know there's another weekend after it, but the matchups this weekend and then the Champions League and, and Europa League group stages wrapping up. It's it's time to enjoy it because uh, it's going to be all World Cup for the next six weeks or so uh, coming up. And you guys know where to go for your World Cup coverage. Oh, this is going to be wall to wall World Cup action covered on Kicks and Picks Pod. Yeah, coming off that 3-0 weekend, nice bounce yes, back sir. for me. And yes, the best sir. part was that my my favorite team, Roma, of course, had to make it a, you know, a, a fright fest on Halloween, but they pulled it out very late to, to cap off that 3-0 week. And feels good to get the win with your favorite team doing it. And like Scotty said, juicy matchups this weekend, a uh, lot to talk about, and it'll be a great weekend um, with just two weeks before the uh, World Cup break. Can't wait. So let's get right into it. Just uh, quickly to put a bow on the Champions League. Uh, you guys know we've been covering that all year for you from a betting perspective. Um, but a couple of teams took care of business. So four teams punched their tickets over this week. That's Tottenham and Frankfurt. Uh, and then Milan and Red Bull Leipzig today, all taking care of business. A lot of late drama um, yesterday or on, on the Tuesday match week um, with uh, Tottenham and, and Frankfurt, both in some crazy games. Uh, today, not so much. Milan and Leipzig pretty much handled business as we expected them to do. Yeah, that those last two goals Tottenham had uh, on on Tuesday were were huge for them. I mean, it, they went from being basically you know Europa League bound to top of their their group in in a matter of about like what twelve minutes, I think, is insane, pretty quick, yeah. or maybe even less than that. Um, and that last one in the, like the ninety fourth minute to get them to the top of the group killed me. Uh, because it was looking like Frankfurt were going to be sitting at the top of the group, which would have made them eligible to be drawn by Liverpool. Um, so now that Tottenham are in there, it pretty much leaves Liverpool a 50-50 shot of getting one of the Portuguese clubs, or I think it's Bayern and Real. I think those are the, the basically the, the four candidates that they have to, to pull for the, the knockout stages. And it couldn't be like more devil or angel with those, yeah, those four teams. It's tough, but them's the rules. And honestly, if they pull Bayern and, and get smacked and Sadio scores four goals, I won't be that upset. Hey, and coach, I want you to touch on these teams, Benfica and Porto. Did you ever yeah. expect either of them? I, I mean, Scotty and I weren't even eyeing them to advance, but yeah, these teams it, finished it, top it, of the group. In the groups they're in, you know, Portugal's like the sixth or seventh rated league in Europe at this point. Right. And they both won their groups and not easy groups to win. You look at group B with Porto, uh, Leverkusen and Atletico Madrid, neither one advances. Atletico ends up out of Atletico the was dud of the group stages. Yeah, no they have to be the dud. They, they, even though they had more points than Juve overall, not getting knocked out of Europe in last in a group that had Club Bruges, credit to Bruges, yep. uh, finishing second in that group. But Porto ended up winning the group on the last match day. Um, very surprising that the way that group ended up. Uh, I would have expected probably Atletico and Porto or Atletico and Leverkusen. And then Benfica. Uh, what a group stage they had 14 Unreal. points 
level with PSG. I don't know how the tie break came down uh, to it today because they both. I feel like Benfica scored like seven goals a game. I mean, I know they didn't, but every time I looked down at the scoreboard, they were scoring goals. Yeah, so with PSG only winning 2-1 against Juve today, it left open the possibility of Benfica winning on tiebreak. Um, and they ended up putting in two in the last dying moments to win 6-1 at Maccabi Haifa today. I don't know if road goals scored ended up being like the, the difference maker because they drew the two head-to-head 1-1. Yeah, 2-1-1s head-to-head, 16-4-7 allowed by both teams. Um, so the goal differential was plus nine. So I'm, I'm assuming it had something to do with the, the road goals or something. But... Finishing ahead of PSG, even if it's just on tiebreakers, impressive feat. And, I mean, part of it's because Juve sucks, right? I mean, Juve I, three points in the group stage, lost to Maccabi Haifa. Unacceptable, quite and honestly. We knew Juve wasn't, as as people who follow Serie A, we knew that Juve wasn't the Juve of a couple of years ago. But I still would have tipped them to at least go toe-to-toe with Benfica for the second yeah. spot in that group. And they, they got embarrassed. It's it's one of those things, and, and I think Scotty and I tried to mention it every single episode. Um, we we've underestimated these teams from Portugal. We we didn't have the correct read on them. They're for real. Uh, you know, they're, they're top of their league. You know, almost every year for for good reason. Uh, they're churning out players. A lot of players now in the Premier League in Spain. Um, we they just came to play, and, and we didn't see it coming in that fashion. Uh, no yeah, other way yeah. to put it. <laughs> it's credit to them, too, because, I mean, both of those clubs in the past six months or, or leading up to it lost their key offensive player to yep. Liverpool, right? Liverpool picked off Luis Diaz then from, from Porto and then uh, picked off um, Nunez Darwin. from from Benfica. <laughs> and here they are winning the, their groups and, and Liverpool are, are barely scratching through and in, in advancing with uh, Napoli winning their group. So you got to give them credit. They know how to develop players. And, and that's why they uh, you know, are, do such good business in the market where they're just constantly getting these unidentified younger talents, developing them and then selling them for big money. And I guess Benfica shouldn't surprise us that much because they made the quarterfinals last year yeah. and lost six, four on aggregate to Liverpool. You know, yeah. they were able to put four past a, a better Liverpool than Liverpool is this year. So, um, you know, maybe that helps kind of springboard them into this season, even without Darwin. Uh, impressive nonetheless, though. And they almost had all three Portuguese teams through because for a couple of minutes yesterday, Sporting uh, Lisbon was looking good until they gave up the penalty and then ended up losing the match to Eintracht uh, in mm-hmm. the second half. So, the, you know, the people who run the Portuguese league have to be, you know, pretty proud of themselves and, and the way no, their, no their teams are performing. That coefficient's going to go up, and it's been fun to watch all these teams. I mean, it's it's been a diff- more difficult than I can remember uh, group stage to bet on, but it's been fun as hell to watch. Yeah, and before we move on, Nick, I think I need to call out one thing for all of the gamblers out there. Sevilla finished third, which means they go to Europa League. Sevilla wins Europa League every year, not so, every yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, so now it's the time to the yeah. put them out as a future. Just lock it in now because that team, whatever happens, they always end up winning Europa. Do we have a number? We don't have a number on that because I don't have the, a number on it yet. You know, the yeah. other teams haven't finished the qualifying. Yeah, they okay. finished. The, yeah, well. They'll most likely be the favorites. <laughs> Stash that in the back of your brain. That'll, that'll it'll be pop interesting in because bit. this uh, this year is probably the weakest Sevilla in a long time. They're 18th in the league right now. Um, Monchi returned after he destroyed Roma for a couple seasons, and apparently his magic isn't working at Sevilla anymore like it did prior to Roma. Magic so. didn't fucking work at Roma either. But. <laughs> no, fucking disaster. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> destroyed that team. Set him back at least a few years. I mean, um, Europa's going to have some interesting teams in it. I mean, Barca and Juve yeah. also going to be in Europa. No, Arsenal it's going to be a good competition. Europa, so yeah. United we'll on that one. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah, true. We might have to put out Europa League episodes this year. Maybe, maybe. Oh, 
that's going to wrap up the Champions League. Uh, we had a lot of fun covering it. Thank you guys for sticking with us. But this weekend, domestically, uh, in Serie A, in England, there are some absolute monster matchups. We're going to start our buy or sell. We're going to go over to Coach Steve to talk about the Rome Derby. Roma at Lazio. Roma, huge favorites in this one. Minus 105. Lazio, plus 260. Uh, we should note that both teams will be playing on Thursday in the Europa League. Both teams do need results in those games to advance. So we certainly expect um, the best sides they can possibly put out there. Um, they split last season's matches one to one, but we have to point out uh, a lot of injury struggles for Lazio and Mobile is out. Sergei Milinkovic Savic is out via suspension. We can touch on that or not. I don't, depends on how much time you guys have. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be on a couple of other players for Lazio. Um, we're identifying Pedro at plus two fifty, uh, Matias Zakani, who has been on an absolute tear, is plus three hundred to score. And then uh, from the Roma side, Tammy, you know, ton of chances last game, couldn't get it done for us, especially in that first half when Scotty had a bet riding on him. Um, but he is a, he's a solid plus one sixty to score despite his struggles. Are you guys buying or selling any of those three players to step up? Yeah, so Rome Derby, always big for you and I, being Roma and Lazio fans, friendly rivalry for us, not so friendly between the actual people in Rome, but we're the sides. So certainly should be a chippy affair. Those injuries for Lazio are huge. I mean, Roma's also without Dybala, and they've been without Winhaldum for pretty much the whole season so far. So those are also big I even forgot about Dybala. He hasn't played yeah. in so long. Didn't even put him down on the list. <laughs> so, you know, some key absences for both sides from an attacking perspective. If I had to pick one of those players, I would pick Pedro just because, you know, the the ex-players in Italy love to uh, come back and haunt oh, their old Scotty, sides. Scotty loved it. I'm looking at his yeah. facial reaction. He loved it. Yeah. Um, they call it the Pergino, per I believe, is what they call it when an ex comes and scores. It happens to Rome all the time. Ex-Primavera players, ex-players. And, uh, you know, he, he would be the one to kind of stick it to Roma, I think. And I'm not saying he will score. I'm not saying to go bet Pedro, but... Just from experience, those are the kind of players that that tend to do it. He scored in the first matchup last year. Juicy fucking number for him. Yeah, and even Zakani at plus three hundred, a guy who's been scoring. Those should be their I think two three guys up top. You know, yep. it's kind of a false nine look when those two are playing up front. They don't really have a striker, um, which is something Sadi's been known to do in his Napoli days. Tammy, I mean, if you saw the chances he missed, missed on Monday, two. Open yeah, goals, pretty much never score again. Times, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he's still just plus 160. I it's because he's been having trouble trouble scoring. Uh, I guess still going off the track record uh, in terms of the books. I think though, with these derbies, what happens is you get a player that's unexpected to step up. So it's really hard to bet a goal score in a match like this. I could see. You know, a center back coming in off of a Pellegrini corner and getting a, a goal. <laughs> Coach or... just stole my line. That was my yeah. line. That was jump exactly in, where I was jump going. in the waters one. <laughs> no, Hit I was going to say like this feels like one of those games where it just it might come down to a set piece where you have like that center back that comes through and gets the goal, whether it's a corner kicker or a free kick that's you know outside the box. But I was just going to say, you know, you're looking at some of those, you know, unlikely guys like Cristante or or Smalling. Those they're sitting at yeah. plus four hundred and plus six hundred respectively. Take a shot on that. Put yeah. both of them in and, yeah. and see what happens. Uh, Ibanez and Smalling tend to, to get in there in the box when, you know, Pellegrini whips in a corner or a I free think, kick. Uh, I think Romagnoli even, has zero goals for Lazio. Would this be a time for him to get his first goal? Depends who's delivering the balls, I guess, for Lazio, right? 
Um, and I'd also keep an eye on Pellegrini. I don't know who takes uh, penalties for Lazio with SMS and Chiodo out, but with Dybala out, Pellegrini is the absolute, you know, guaranteed to take a penalty if it happens. You know, these derbies tend to get no chippy. Doubt. So he would be the guy to take a flyer. I think he was also in the plus 300 range last I looked. So okay. another guy to keep an eye on. But, you know, you and I broke down this matchup on on my other podcast across the Romaverse yesterday, which is out on, yeah. you know, if, if anybody wants a more in-depth look at this match. But even with the absences, it should be an entertaining affair. The Rome Derby usually is, um, especially when Roma wins 3-0 like they did last year in the spring. That's always fun to watch. But uh, no, I think it'll be a good one. I think it'll be chippy. The two coaches are somewhat abrasive personalities, yeah. Mourinho and Sadi, so they'll, they'll probably be exchanging words as well, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, Coach, like I said, I think this game, it, it ends up being maybe a little bit more cagey and close. I don't really see either team running away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, it, neither team looking really solid coming into the space off of last weekend's games. You know, obviously the, the Salernitana loss is kind of yeah. a, a mark on, on Lazio. And I don't, you know, maybe it's just because I'm biased because I had the had Roma first half and they did not look great against no, the terrible 11 of, of Verona, but you know, neither team looks convincing. Um, this one does feel like it's going to be under, which I think right now is it's actually almost even money, money under two and a half. Yeah. I, I have it at minus one Oh five. You might okay. have it plus money elsewhere, yeah. but um, so that that's kind of where I would lean. And, and it does feel like one of those games where like the goal score, yeah. like the, the deciding goal, whether it's the, to take the lead or to put it away to, Oh, feels like it comes from one of those like unexpected sources. And I, I think, uh, Scotty, you echoed what Steve and I were talking about yesterday. That That's 100% what we're looking at. This is one of those games that could come down to a single set piece, a single play, a single referee decision. Um, so definitely some of those off players should be looked at. Um, I will say I do like Pedro just because his numbers this year are pretty phenomenal. Uh, he's been the guy coming off of the bench for Lazio. Obviously now with Chido out, he's probably going to get the start. So he has um, equal or better numbers to anybody else on the team, pretty much other than SMS and Chido and Zakani of late um, in, in probably half the time on the field. So that's not a bad bet, but Zakani is the guy. He's He's been on one for Lazio. I feel like if they're going to get a moment of magic, during the run of play, it's going to be from him. So, you know, I, I wouldn't judge anybody for really taking any of these guys. Um, but I'm with Scotty. Lazio is going to have to really hunker down, play the good defense that they've been playing all year. Providella has been a fucking brick wall in the back. And this could mirror that Lazio, uh, excuse me, that Roma Napoli game in terms of the, like you guys said, the caginess and, and that sit back and not expose yourself style, which is, completely different than anything we've seen from these two teams over the past five, 10 years. Yeah. I think what, what was the over line? Like minus 110, 105, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Really yep. close to even money. Um, as low as we've ever see. seen. Yeah. Which not something you really see. Usually this is a match that produces like a two, one, a lot of the time or yeah. something like almost that. automatic. Yeah. Almost automatic. Let me just pull it up because I'd, I'd hate to give out that information here. Um, The over is minus 120 currently. Yeah. Yeah, I think the one last thing that I would consider too is I, I don't know who's taking the free kicks right now for Lazio, but I'm presuming without SMS, it's probably going to be, you know, Luis Alberto will be considered in that. <laughs> yeah. But if you're looking for a good prop to take, uh, figure out who's going to be taking those those free kicks. Um, Alberto, like anytime assist. assist. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a great, yeah. he'll probably be taking set pieces. I think that's an awesome call, Scott, that I didn't even register in my head. And you know what? He's, he's another guy that, 
probably feels a little bit slighted this year. It's it's tough for him to get space in that three man midfield when Saudi's looking for more of the guys that run all game uh, and less of the guys that create. Um, but this is a match where he'll want to be the guy. So I, I definitely agree. And that he'll definitely be taking penalty kicks. I think you're spot on with that. Yep. So yeah, I think free kicks too for Roma with uh, Pellegrini. Look at his assist yeah. number because he tends to be the guy that sets up a lot of things. Yeah. Yep. That's this is the on the fly crack analysis you guys get with kicks and picks. Love it. So let's shift over to your squad, Scotty. We got Tottenham and Liverpool. Um, Tottenham, a, a, they are um, at home. They are plus one trunk, 120, draw no bet. Uh, are you guys buying or selling the good version of Liverpool to show up in this game? Yeah, it's Liverpool have been very much, you know, Jekyll and Hyde this season. You know, they, they've beaten, you know, some of these top teams in, in Manchester City and, and Napoli and, and even Newcastle who have been really strong uh, all season long. Uh, but then they they flip it around and, and lose to teams like Nottingham Forest or Leeds. Um, so it, it's weird. You don't really know which version you're going to get. At first glance, this Tottenham at home plus 120 draw no bet line is like very, very enticing. But um, I think that's, you know, a, a function of that is they're struggling with their their uh, attack and, and keeping them healthy right now. So it seems like Son, Richarlison and uh, Kulisevsky all going to miss the game due to injury. That's rough. Um, so it, it's... At, it's a tough one for me to pass up. Um, I don't really see how this game is going to play out. I know I've been pretty spot on with Liverpool yes. uh, bets in the past couple of weeks, yes. months or so, but uh, this one, it's really a flip of a coin. I think everything is there for Liverpool to show up and, you know, again, make another statement win where they beat Tottenham on the road, but um, they could also very much show up and, and put up a dud. I will say that it seems like they're getting healthier now. Uh, Kanate played uh, in Champions League midweek. He's going to be huge sitting next to Van Dijk. Uh, Thiago is back, which really helps out their midfield, which has been a huge weakness for them um, all season long. Uh, and it seems like Salah is finally heating up a little bit. Um, he's gotten goals, I think, in three of his last four uh, league matches. So uh, Here, here's what I should have. Here's what I should have teed up. And I'm sorry, I didn't. I'll tee it up for you, coach. Liverpool winless away from home and Tottenham five and one at home. So so what do you see happening here? Yeah, it's it's interesting, like Scotty said, because Liverpool has stepped up against some of the bigger sides. Even the Arsenal loss, they had him two two until the 75th minute. And that's when Liverpool is really struggling with form and injuries. <laughs> it's. It's tough to bet against a team at home like Spurs, but without those three attacking players, who's supporting Harry Kane, right? Where, where's his support? Where's his service coming from? Son makes so much happen for that attack. If he misses out, even at a great number, like plus 120 draw no bet, it's it's hard to bet on Spurs to win. They had to eke out that win yesterday against yeah. Marseille. On, uh, on the like a, a miracle counterattack. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw the goal. I mean, phenomenal counter, but that doesn't happen against Liverpool. No chance. Yeah. And the draw would have been good enough to advance for them. They would have finished second in the group. So I'm sure Conte would have taken that knowing, you know, the way they approached that match because it almost looked like they were approaching it for a draw and maybe try to hit late like they did. But I don't know if their attack has enough. And Liverpool's starting to find their form. I know the Leeds loss was a bad one for them last week at at, uh, at Leeds. But beating City, beating a Napoli side, that pretty much played their their best 11, except for a couple players who were out, like Di Lorenzo and uh, yeah. I think Zelensky didn't start. It's It feels like a match that could start to propel Liverpool forward, Yeah, try to make that chase for the top four if they get this win going into the World Cup break with a couple matches to go. Um, it kind of sets the table up for them to make that run. So 
I'd be wary to bet on Spurs here, even though they're sitting in, in third place, 10 yeah. points ahead of Liverpool. Yep. I, I too am selling Spurs. I, I'm buying in a game like this. This is a, a prime take the underdog um, pool. Pool is it for me. This is the matchup that they just kind of always have seemed to show up in. Um, and, you know, they're not necessarily the underdog, but I, yeah, folks don't think so for some reason. That's what it just doesn't make sense to me. So I think they're sitting at what about plus plus one fifteen, plus one twenty. Yeah. yeah. So um, normally I'd say take the underdog, but pool pool. I don't know. They seem like it. It's very murky, and it, I that, mean, that's honestly, why the, the way to go with this one is you got to kind of pick the non traditional bets. This isn't something that you really want to go. You and put just that much nicer line. than I was. I was just trying to put it like it's. I'm going against everything I normally do. Because this line doesn't make sense, and that leads me to believe that Poole's going to take it. So I will give you guys some interesting bets. So we discussed that something's going to have to to give it with, with Tottenham in terms of supporting Harry Kane and getting some of these non-traditional players forward. So someone like Lucas Mora, who hasn't been in the team very much, mm-hmm. but has played well for them when, he, when he's subbed on or when he's come on at least last season – He's right now sitting at plus uh, plus three thirty to score anytime goal scorer. So there's an option, right? He's gonna probably play and, and play off of Kane. So he might be one of those guys that you know gets free on on the on the wing. I mean, he might even be playing on Trent Alexander Arnold's side. I think he'll play on the left side. Um, so you can easily find himself in space there. Uh, and then uh, an old familiar name from uh, your league, Serie uh, Ivan Perisic. Uh, yeah. You know he likes to get forward and attack, and he might be called upon a bit more in this game uh, just to help out in that area because they're lacking with you know their traditional forwards. And I feel like he scored uh, some clutch goals since he's been at pool. He doesn't score often, but he scores in big moments. Yeah, and he's sitting at plus four hundred, so That's awesome, some yeah. decent lines. And then if you really want to get tricky with it, this is one where you have to wait and see what the lineups are. Uh, but Brian Heal. This has been this kind of younger, you know, up and coming talent that they purchased, you know, I think two seasons ago, kind of in the low Celso mold, but never really came good. But it seems like Conte wants to keep him around. So he might be unleashed, you know, in, with the you know lack of options. And if this is a game where he wants to kind of, you know, make a case for himself, either to get more playing time or potentially move on from Spurs and, and get a decent move to another club before January this could be his time to shine. So he's also sitting at plus 400 anytime goal scorer. I would look and see what the lineups are. If you see Mora starting, he's definitely a good take. If you do see Brian Heal take uh, starting, he might be a, worth a shot as well. Interesting. I just, uh, you know, I'm looking at the docket here, two games so far uh, that traditionally are toss-up games. I like the favorites in both. Very unlike me. Un, un-Nick-like for sure. Um, all right, let's shift gears uh, to another marquee matchup. They all are, guys. Uh, we got Chelsea against Arsenal. Chelsea favorites plus 160, Arsenal plus 170. So basically, your toss up here. Um, Chelsea has not beaten Arsenal at home in the Premier League since August of 2018. So we are talking about four plus years. Are you buying or selling that streak continuing? I'm buying it. Um, I, I like what Arsenal's done this year. Chelsea let us down big time again. That was the strongest uh, buy I think we've had in the history right? of buy or sell. That might have been the strongest buy we've ever had. Coach came yeah, and, right and, the fuck out with it. I love it. And Arsenal, they're playing very well. I mean, the past couple of years they they have had trouble like competing with the top four, but the form Chelsea's in. Yes, they won today in the Champions League against Dynamo, Dynamo Zagreb. It was only a two-one win at home. Um, 
I just like what Arsenal's done so far. I think they're they're playing very well. They do have to play tomorrow. Um, I forget who they play in their group. It's it's not an easy match, but I'm sure they'll have some rotation. Is it Durk, is it Derek? Right? Oh, maybe it's maybe <laughs> yeah. it is not not the the best team in the, the group yeah. besides yeah. them. So they, um, they play like shit I, against PSV two weeks in a row. Or Bodo, that's right. yeah, or Bodo, that's right. whoever they play. Yeah, yeah, Bodo and PSV are done. Yeah, so. I just I don't trust Chelsea right now is what it comes down to. Uh, and we've seen them plenty uh, last weekend, had them as a lock. Arsenal, yeah, yeah they, they've already clinched a progression and a point and should get them through um, even if PSV wins, I think, as the top of the table. So I, I expect turnover, rest a couple key players, and just be ready for Chelsea. And I think at the very least they're going to they're gonna get a draw out of it, I, I, I feel. And nice. draw no bet right now is minus 105. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Scott, hit us with the analysis, Scotty. I want to know what you're thinking here. Yeah, I think, first off, what a weekend in London we're having, right? We have Spurs hosting Liverpool, and then we got the the derby between Chelsea and Arsenal. So Do not take your car out, people. Yeah, London, enjoy. Um, <laughs> but it's it that stat where, you know, Chelsea have not beaten Arsenal at home in the last, like, four years. That's crazy, considering where Arsenal was over those mm-hmm. last four years. Very much in turmoil, constantly, you know, rotating in and out of managers. Whereas Chelsea have done okay, not, you know, the best under by their standards, but they've been consistently in the top four. So really crazy stat to kind of think about. Um, at yeah, the well, same time, one thing I will say, like four years, four different managers, right? I mean, maybe not exactly, but it feels like. Right. <laughs> yeah, close. I mean, I think Arteta has been here now long enough where he, I think this is probably at least his, his third yeah. trip to Stanford. No, I meant for Chelsea. Chelsea. I'm sorry. Oh, yes, fair. I mean, it, you could say for either club, right? I guess so. Um, but yeah, I, I think – you know, Chelsea have a lot of injury issues coming into this one. Um, we just saw Chilwell pull a hamstring today in, in Champions Ugh. League. So they're going to be without their two, you know, key wingbacks that we talked about all last season, how Chelsea struggled to score when they didn't have Chilwell and, and Reese James. Well, 100%. they're back in that scenario again. They don't have Chilwell. They don't have Reese James. Uh, N'Golo Conte is out. Sounds like Kovacic is going to be out. Oof. I think Zachariah, who was subbing in today, also picked up a knock. I don't know if he'll be available. It's, that one might be TBD, but, you know, Again, check lineups on the weekend. And then Fofana, their 80 million guy, 80 million pound man from Leicester, also out. So a lot of injuries for Chelsea. Brutal. They're kind of limping into this one figuratively and literally. Um, and then at the same time, you know, I've been very vocal that I wasn't a Potter believer. And then eventually he started, kept winning and I started to switch my tune. And the last few weeks, I feel like I'm vindicated because he has yeah, not know. been strong. Just last week got smacked by Brighton, you know, 3-0, his, his former club. So I think this is this will be very telling. Um, if Potter could find a way to get some result, I think Chelsea, whether they'll admit it or not, w- would be happy with a draw in this Definitely. one, even though it's at home. But, you know, Arsenal are coming and flying. Uh, I think Saka, who picked up an injury last weekend, will be healthy, so he'll be ready to go. And even if not, Reese Nelson came in to replace him, picked up, I think, two goals and an assist in, in about 40 minutes of play. There you go. Um, so Arsenal not going to be shortage, short on attacking options. At the same time, Chelsea very short on defensive uh, options. This could be a game where Arsenal put three or four uh, in the back of the net, and it could be pretty ugly for Chelsea. I, I think it'd be fun to watch uh, for a neutral. And I think um, Arsenal, you know, currently top of the league can put a little bit of space if they get that win here and, you know, Man City, if, if Haaland's out for a while, uh, they certainly haven't been lighting the lamp the way they, they started. Yeah, I have a bone to pick with that one because Pep has been lying to us about Haaland's and his injury or lack thereof for the last week. I took City to score in both halves last weekend. 
against Leicester, who were terrible. Um, but Holland did not play, even though when he came, when when Pep pulled Holland from the game in Champions League last Wednesday, he said Holland was fine. So who knows if he's going to be healthy and ready for this weekend or if he's going to be out until the World Cup. We don't know because Pep is a liar and he's burned me once. So There's no doubt. You're dead and, to us, Pep. Um, <laughs> just while you're on this, since you said, you know, Arsenal could score three, four goals this match, they're they're over one and a half team totals plus 135 right now. Yeah, love. And uh, Gabriel has, Jesus That's... is a, a plus 200 right now. Yeah. I'm almost willing striker. to switch the pot lock to Arsenal scoring two goals. That's such a good Wait. fucking number. I had... I misread that. I thought that was over one and a half in the first half was plus one thirty five. I did not realize that was the full game. So that's, no, that's on me. team team total plus one thirty five. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I just you're correct. Yeah, that is a crazy number. I would for sure take that considering where Chelsea is with their midfield and, and defensive you know depth right now, um, and how Arsenal has been playing the last you know month or so. Yep, I love that. I think that's probably the bet of the match. I was going to say draw no bet. I was I was with you, with coach. Once you brought that number up, I think that's a phenomenal bet to take as well. And I would not be mad at anybody that took Arsenal on the three way money line plus one seventy is a great number. I expect that mm-hmm. to probably go down as it get close gets closer to kickoff. Heck, if you if you like Arsenal to win and you like them to score two goals, you parlay those two numbers in a single game parlay. You get a you get a pretty big number, right? Plus one seventy and plus one thirty five. I can tell you exactly what that number sounds is. like. Fucking four or five hundred to me. Yeah, Arsenal to win and over two and a half is plus three thirty. I forgot yeah, when you parlay same game, it's always less. Yeah, yeah, they take a little <clears> bit. All right, there. I mean, we gave you three winners there, guys. I don't know what more we can do. Uh, that's that was the most clear cut buy or sell segment I think we've ever had for a game. Um, so. Let's move on to what I think will be another one. Uh, we'll go back to Italy. It's Juventus taking on Inter. Um, Inter, big favorites here, plus 125 on the money line. Juve, plus 200. I'm going to now ask, I think, for the seventh consecutive week on the podcast, buy or sell points in this game, mandatory for Max Allegri and Juventus. Well, clearly not because he's still around, right? I mean, if you lose to Inter, is that – any worse than losing some of the matches they've lost so far and finishing basically last in their Champions League group? At- well, well, some people on Twitter, Steve, are saying today was a, actually a victory for Juve, even though Moral they lost 2-1. Moral, Moral victory. victory. Some are saying. Yeah. So, My oh, goodness, hey, I guess hey, just giving up two at home to PSG and losing 2-1 is a moral victory. So if they days. lose 2-1 to one to Inter, if they lose 2-1, to one, is that a moral victory? How far has the standard fallen in turn in the last couple of years? Pretty fucking far. Pretty far. Yeah, we just talked about the low bar where it's, you know, people are comparing how Chiesa performed in his 20-minute return from his ACL injury versus uh, Lionel Messi, who had nothing to really play for in that match. Um, That was the bar that they were kind of comparing. So, yeah. I mean, in theory, if Juve wants to stick around in the top four race, are points mandatory? Probably, right? But in terms of Max keeping his job... I, I know I, that's that's a me thing. I throw that in every week just to yeah. to do it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know that he's not getting fired if they lose this game. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't see how you don't hammer Inter in this match and throw money on Inter. I mean, plus one twenty five money line. What's the what's the draw? No bet at this point. Oh, Probably oh, maybe I, minus fifty or so. They are minus one sixty or right 160. there. One sixty. Yeah, I mean, Inter starting to play better. Uh, unlucky yesterday in in the Champions League, not getting yeah. that handball called yeah. um, early on that would have put him in the lead. Not that they had anything to play for really in that match, but strong showing. I mean, they gave up yeah. a late late goal to yeah. a stacked Bayern team. And you, you never know what could happen in a match like this, but 
I mean, the form Juve is in, the injuries they have, I, I don't see how they win this match, even at home. I'm, I'm waiting for it. Hit me. We're talking about, I mean, listen, I don't want to defend Juve, but you guys have backed me into a corner because there has to be fair and balanced coverage here. So okay. I will be the Juve defender on this one. We're talking about their bad form, but are they not winners of their last three in Serie A? Okay. Tell, tell me who they beat. Hit they me beat, with the teams. They did beat Lecce, one nothing, okay. but hey, win is a win. Okay. They did convincingly beat Empoli, who fair enough, Empoli are not great, 4 nothing, And okay. they beat Torino, who have a pretty stout defense, one nothing. Okay. So winners of three straight. Hey, haven't given up a goal either. Yeah, haven't given up a goal. Moral okay. victory against PSG. Moral, moral victory today. That's right. Maybe, maybe things are turning around in Turin. Maybe this is the start of their run for the title. All right. Is that crazy to say? It's... I've said crazier shit on this podcast myself, but I'm not going to fucking buy that with you. Um, so we got Vlahovic who's out. We got Kostic who I believe is out. And now uh, Moise Keane did not feature today, was not called up. Um, scorer in two of the last three. Uh, he will also be out. So uh, Milik's been really good for them, but I, I just don't see how this team lines up. They're depending way too much on Quadrado, who fucking stinks. Ugh. They're depending way too much on McKenney, who, hey, listen, Guy is fucking a dog on set pieces. He's in there. He's He gets himself in good positions, but you do not want him on the ball or you do not want him covering a star player from Inter defensively. Um, I, I just, I don't, I can't see any fucking world where Juve pulls out a win in this game. I think their absolute ceiling is getting a draw. Um, I think Barella is in the form of his fucking life right now for Inter. Um, and, and I, I love this plus plus one twenty five number. If, if Juventus was not banned from the bet slip from kicks and picks podcast, giving them out in any way, shape or form, I think we'd all be slamming enter in this game. Is that fair to say? You're forgetting one big part about inter Nick and that they have our, our best friend, Romelu Lukaku, AKA dud of the season. Hurt. Hurt. Is he out? Hurt. He's still out. Yeah. Hurt. He, he, came, he came back, he came back and then he got hurt. Oh, see, I didn't know he got. Well, I mean, that's very informed for Lukaku. Then I thought he was yeah. back, back. No, but okay, no. then never Sorry. mind. But hey, so like we're looking at. I'm going to give you. This is just. I mean, again, goal scorer props are always inaccurate. But the top five players in odds right now are Lukaku at plus one sixty, Vlahovic at plus one sixty. Oh, two guys that will not play. Okay, Lautaro cool. at plus one eighty five, Jeko at plus two hundred, and then Milik at plus two twenty. I don't, I'm not convinced by any of these goal scorers right now. Yeah. I mean, out of the group, Lotaro, I think, does it. I think he's been pretty good the last month or so. Um, and that's actually not a bad number for him. But this almost feels to me like Inter gets goals from the midfield. They get goals off of the Yeah, corner. I was just going to say, what is Barella's number in this match? Uh, he's plus 300, which is longer than Chiesa at plus 280. Yeah. Uh, so, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know and, how much Chiesa has in him. Five goals, gonna, four assists from the midfield for Barella this season in 12 Serie A matches. Not, not yeah. a bad number, plus 300. Oh. And I'm, I'm very tempted to take the worst bet in all of you're not allowed all of soccer, which is the correct score bet. No. I just see this being a 1-1 game. It's plus 400. Too bad I you're know. not allowed to bet on Juventus. I know, I'm not allowed to bet on Juventus. Um, that one, it feels, this feels like a 1-1 draw to me. I don't know why. I think it could be. Uh, as, as a Roman fan, I wouldn't be upset with that. Um I will tell you a couple things that stood out to me too. Inter plus 185 first half money line. I, I think they get an early goal in this game. Um, it just feels that way to me. Uh, it could even be in the first like 10 minutes. Has that feel. 
Um, both teams to score, and Juve has burned me every fucking time. I've included them in that bet, but both teams to score, no draw. So like a two-one Inter win, for instance, Ooh, plus one sixty. No, I'm not just saying no. it's I, it's a good number. That I'm bet not, stinks. I will not be taking it, but I okay. don't dislike well, it. To our to our listeners, that bet stinks. Don't take that bet. Okay. That's gross. Both okay. teams to score, no draw in this game where we just poo pooed all of the attackers bar one. That, that bet stinks. Take the if you really want that, take the over. But ugh. I like that. I'm selling that bet. There okay. We go. okay, I brought it back. We brought it back there to go. sell instead of just <laughs> Nick and Scott Vicker over lines. I'm selling that bet. Coach, just one last time to to put a stamp on it. You're buying Inter plus 125 money line, right? Just tell the listeners. I mean, if I was going with a lock, I I, I would go draw no bet. Um, Just because of the, you know, Scotty's talked about this 1-1 feeling he's got. But I I do favor Inter. (laughs) I I think they're favorites for a reason. I, I would tip them to win. I played my role perfectly there. I defended Juve. I feel dirty about it. I need to go take a shower, but... I effectively defended Juve in this bet to make coach at least consider doing draw no bet instead. I, I, I don't know. I, I I have to pat myself on the back. I've been right at just about every big game in Italy so far this year. And I fucking love Inter in this spot. And I think they cruise. I just, I really do. I'm not if allowed to get, bet it. If they get the early goal you're talking I, about, I they, think they, they do. easily cruise. Then they I easily think they cruise. Do. I think they do. I mean, it's either going to be the greatest victory lap for next week, or I'm going to look like, a, you know, the entire Juventus Twitter is going to come after me. Um, so let's see. This is, this is the late game on Sunday. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. so, yeah. so I'm going to be, we're going to be seeing the texts from Nick when there's like an inevitable PK given to Juve in like the 15th minute. And he's going to be screaming rigged and how trash the refs in, in Italy are. And he's gonna be very upset about it. So I, I'm in we fairness. might get those uh, but between 12 and two when Romolatio is on before that match. Oh, that's true. I, I have more to you say know. on that in a very short time. Because his boy Lotito, he said, you know, I want to be treated like, or it was either him or Saudi. I think it was Saudi actually. I want to be treated like Roma gets treated by the refs. Well, he, good luck. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um, we're going to close out by ourselves with the last marquee matchup. Another fucking banger here. Atalanta against Napoli. Atalanta plus 230. Napoli even money. Buy or sell. Atalanta ending Napoli's Serie A unbeaten streak. Is it possible? What do you think, coach? Possible, yes. Likely. Ah, it's a tough call. I, I mean, Napoli's going off their he, first. He, put aside the fact that you don't want Napoli to win this game. Yeah. And then give me the analysis. Napoli's coming off their first loss of the season, which will be interesting to see the way they to who? bounce back from that, right? To Liverpool. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, surprise, surprise. But I would still favor Napoli. There's a reason they're favored. The line to me, though, plus 230 for Adelante at home and, and Napoli even money on the uh-huh. road. He's back, Scotty. Is, He's back. Is plus, certainly... money, plus money, Steve, is back. I just I'm just surprised it's such a big spread considering this is yeah. one and two in the table right yeah. now. Um Atalanta, we know their their home form isn't always the best, but getting them double chance minus 135 at home, I could certainly see a draw in this match. I am very much so going to agree with you that the fact that this line is almost a carbon copy of Roma Lazio doesn't make sense to me. These numbers should yeah. be much closer to each other. I completely yeah. agree. Completely I, I think agree. that's where it gets me. Um, is that the 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 spread is so big and you know. Adelanta, Adelanta lost a couple weeks ago to Lazio at home, but they bounced back with the win against Empoli last week. And somebody and had that. They, as they haven't conceded a lot this year. 
Okay. Minus 135, double chance, Scott. Are you, are you riding with that bet? What do you think? Uh, I am not riding with that. We'll talk about it a little bit more in my locks of the week. Uh, okay. Little hint there. But, sure. uh, I mean, you know, Napoli haven't lost a game all season long. It took them three months for, for Liverpool to finally end that streak. And we're now going to expect them to win back-to-back, or excuse me, lose back-to-back games. I feel like that's that's a little drastic. So uh, I would expect you know Napoli to to circle the wagons here, um, bounce back uh, in a pretty strong way. Um, Atalanta, you know, sure having a great start to the season, but uh, to me, it's you know I don't think that they're going to be up there when the table is is kind of more set in stone, closer to April and May. So at some point, they're going to start dropping points. Um, I think this is definitely one of the matches where that will happen, um, but. You know, it's it's Serie A, so really anything yeah. can happen. We've sure seen can. it week in and week out already. Right. My my lean right now is heavily in favor of, of Napoli, so I'm, okay. so, I'll so sell it. One question I will ask, are goals a good bet in this game? Atalanta, I think, for the past two years have been a, a monster team for us in, in overs. Uh, certainly Napoli this year scores a 1,000 goals a game. Over two and a half is, is actually – uh, I'm surprised it, it's not low, but minus 150, I thought it would be a little bit higher. Both teams to score is kind of what we expected, minus 170. Um, do, do you like either of those bets? So let me uh, hit you with a couple of numbers before you answer. Here we go. Uh, so doing a little little digging here. Uh, and Atalanta have found the net in each of their last eight league games against Napoli. Oh. And they lost 2 nothing against Lazio, like I mentioned, and only once under Gasparini have they failed to score in two straight home matches in a season. Yeah. So you got to think I'd love to get at least one, right? Did, do you think Napoli get two then at a minimum? Yeah, uh, I'll hit you with some more numbers, coach. Napoli have scored, or there is, sorry, not Napoli, but there have been at least three goals in nine of 11, uh, of yeah. 11 Napoli's matches. Yeah. That goes all the way back to September 14th. So um, a history of goals. One of those games was when we took the team total Napoli over one and a half as a lock against Roma. And yeah. that did not hit. Brutal. And the other one was their loss to Liverpool three days ago. So yeah. uh, I I think there's going to be plenty of goals in this game. And that's yeah. another little hint as to what's to come in my locks of the week. But yeah. um, I would expect goals and I, I would expect Napoli to, to finish on top. Yeah. Just one last thing I do want to point out before we wrap up by yourself. Last week, uh, we had an amazing segment. We, we called out rat lines. Uh, Scotty had set a line live on the show at uh, two and a half out of the four games over under wins. Mm. Coach Steve and I both took the over. Uh, Scotty took the under. Three wins out of four. Over coming through. Yeah, thank you, Roma, and thank you, Verona, for that red card in the 30th minute that completely changed it because that was the decisive piece of it. Yeah, it was was only Udinese who let us down, right? They, They drew. And to our credit, Steve and I took, I think, three of those four games in our locks of the week and went six and oh. Yeah. So yep. just need to point that out as we wrap up by yourself. Uh, so let's get to it, guys. Our hat trick of picks, locks of the week, as mentioned, seven more wins to the tally last week. Another four units to your bankroll. Um, uh, you know, another another great week of games. So as tradition, Scotty, kick us off with that first winner. Yeah, I'm I'm owed a little bit of good gambling luck because last weekend was a, a tough Unfair. one. I finished one and Unfair. two, but yeah. again. Unfair. As discussed, Pep Guardiola, big-time liar, screwed me out of that one. And Roma deciding to not show up until Verona was down a man also screwed me. So my bounce-back pick to start things off is a big plus-money, plus-145 winner. Uh, 
Yes. It's going to be Newcastle first half at Southampton. Yes. The only team that is better than Newcastle in the first half this season is Arsenal. So Newcastle are seven, five, and one. So that's seven wins, five draws, and only once have they found themselves uh, behind going into halftime. On the flip side of that, Southampton, one of the worst. I think they're the fourth worst in the league. I'd have like Liverpool and maybe Leicester. Uh, in the first half. So only time they've only been in the lead three times uh, and they found themselves behind in six. So I like Newcastle in this one a lot. I think they come out hot. I think they come out quick. Um, give me the first half lead. Ex- and it's plus exceptional number. Yeah, exceptional number. number. Beautiful. Nothing, nothing to add because that's such a good pick. Thank you. All right. So my first pick is going to be a money line bet in Serie A. Salernitana team that, Looked destined for relegation all last season, coming off the big win against Lazio 3-1 that we mentioned in our derby preview. They're hosting Cremonese, the only team in the league without a victory so far. Uh, Salernitana's won three of their last four, including that win over Lazio. And they're up to ninth in the table. I just think plus 110 is too good of a number to pass up on a team that's in that kind of form against a team that's winless. So I'm going to ride Salernitana and, and hope that they can keep up their hot form and cash in at better than even money. The spot as any. Um, also, guys, if they also lose to to Cremonese, then and Roma beat Lazio, then that's a, a big time bragging move over Nick, where they got smacked by a team that mm. just lost to Cremonese and then they lost to Roma. So yeah. the win, he'd, he'd almost rather have that than the win. Yeah, it's a, it's a win. Uh, I, I don't know. As long as Roma wins, I don't. I don't. You know, I'm not going to hope for to lose a bet. <laughs> Salernitana. So I'll have enough bragging rights in the Derby. We had a, a rare fucking moment today. Uh, you know, before we recorded, all of us were together. Group chat was lit. We were going through the odds. There could not have been a play that stuck out to me anymore. Like this, guys, this is my lock of the fucking season. Uh-oh. Uh, and, and I mean, again, not to not to get too full of myself, but I'm, I'm on a 6-0 run right now the last two weeks. Napoli at Atalanta. Over nine and a half corners is only minus 115. The number makes absolutely no fucking sense. This Napoli team hit this number themselves at halftime last week. Ten corners at half. Are you going to ask, how does that not hit? How does it not hit, Scott? Because it can't get a corner if the ball goes in the back of the net, which leads me to my next lock, and that's going to be the Napoli team total over one and a half at Atalanta, that's minus 115. So the only way that you get a corner is if that ball goes behind the net and not into the net. I'm saying it goes into the net frequent and often. Um, so give me Napoli team title total over one and a half uh, against Atalanta. Cause I think that one is a surefire lock. I think they both are. I think they both well, what are. If, what if you get some corner kicks setting up goals though, you know, well, then we have a double winner. I will tell you, I would like I don't even know what I should do, but like the most euphoric thing that I think it ever happened in my life is if we get like a double corner that leads to a goal on the oh, third corner, like great. forget about it. <laughs> <That'd be> great. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, there's, there's no doubt. I, I think both of these, hit. I mean, I guys, this number, you know, if you're listening to this, I hope you're listening to it early. There's no way that this number is this good at kickoff, whether the total itself goes up to 10 and a half or 11 and a half or whether that number at nine and a half goes skyrocketing to minus 140, minus 150. Lock this in as early as you can. I already fucking put a boatload on it. So I love this bet. All right. Coach, what do you got? All right. I'm going to – soon I'm going to have to start learning German because I'm going We're back to wide, the Bundesliga again. Wide, wide, <laughs> wide. And I'm, I'm riding a team that has 
made me money in on the weekend and now again midweek in the Champions League. That's RB Leipzig. They are plus 125 at Hoffenheim. I mean, Red Bull's on a heater since Marco Rose took over. Four straight wins in the Champions League to close out the group on 12 points, finishing just one point behind Real Madrid. Five straight unbeaten in the uh, five unbeaten in the league with three wins in those matches. If you look at the table, they're only a point up on Hoffenheim, but I mean, a team that's playing as well as they are in Hoffenheim, kind of scuffling a little bit with no wins in their last five in the league. It's less, actually one win in their last five, and that was against Schalke, who's not very good. I just think a team in the form that they are in, I'm, I'm going to ride them again another week, and plus money is too good to pass up. Can't knock you. Um, my second one, this is this is one, this is is one. my unorthodox pick of the week. I, you know, I, I'm throwing one of those in there every week. Um, I, I'm going to go back to a team that was actually really, really good to us last year, and that's Sassuolo. I like them. Draw no bet. They're minus 120 at Empoli. We spoke about Empoli. They fucking stink. Uh, Sassuolo has with the exception of the fucking drubbing last week at, at Napoli. Um, they've looked a little bit better late. This dude, uh, Loriente or whatever the hell his name is uh, from France is, is doing really well. He's creating a lot. Fratesi is another dude that is in the form of his life. He is on Barella status. Quite honestly, I know coach and his fellow Roma fans really wish that they got him this year for good reason. I think he has four goals um, yeah. already from the midfield position. And I, I think this is a game they're going to want to bounce back in and get to that top half of the table, build a little bit of that momentum. Uh, so Empoli is in 14th place, 11 points out of 12 games. And um, that money line is sitting at plus 145 if you're so inclined, uh, which is a solid number. Pinamonte, who is their striker, and Fertesi, who I just spoke about, they're both sitting around plus 220, 230 as any time goal scorer. So I like those numbers as well. Um, but I think draw no bet is the play here, minus 120. All right. Closing out my hat trick of picks, uh, I'm going back to a game that we just discussed in London. Uh, Arsenal at Chelsea. Arsenal pick them, so basically draw no bet uh, is plus 100. It's a little bit better of a number for whatever reason, but yeah. a little bit, but whatever. it's worth the juice. Um, I like Arsenal. We I think we all like Arsenal. As we talked about, Chelsea yeah. sliding a little bit in the league. Uh, draws to uh, United and Brentford and then got shellac 3-0 by Brighton, so not in the greatest of form. Um, dealing with all those injuries that we discussed. So it's going to be a, an uphill battle from the start for them. Uh, and Arsenal are just in great form. So really getting Arsenal plus money. And if Chelsea managed to get a draw on it, your, your bet is safe. Then, you know, that's a, that's an easy win in my book. All right. I, I told you I have to learn German. And, uh, and here's why I'm going back to the Bundesliga again. The Bundesliga has been pretty good to me this season. And it's a team that's been winning most of their bets for me this year. And that's Union Berlin. They're at Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, the money line is plus 235, but with this being a road match, a lot of value still in the, the draw no bet at plus 145, even double chances minus 150 if you think this maybe this game draws. Yeah. And Union is still top of the table after their comeback victory last weekend. And I, I doing a little research, the reason why I guess Leverkusen is such a big favorite at home is that Union's won just one of their last nine against uh, Leverkusen. But this Leverkusen has is, is been very poor. Yeah. And uh, in those... Those last nine, uh, the last four, Berlin has at least pulled out a draw, one win, three draws. So that's why I like to draw no bet. The double chance, the form is favoring Union. Yeah, they do have to play on Thursday where Leverkusen played on Tuesday, so slightly more rested. But, I mean, Leverkusen dropping down to the Europa League in in uh, from the Champions League and sitting currently in, let me just pull it up to double check, 16th place, which is like Ooh. the relegation playoff spot in the Bundesliga. So, I mean, I... I 
I've never been like a super close follower of the Bundesliga before, you know, we started, you know, looking before at before you started winning like every that. fucking bet over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, just keeping a casual eye in the league, Leverkusen always a team in Europe, always a team that's competitive. I I, I could never remember them being this low in the table. So I, I think this match, even though Leverkusen is being favored by the books and history, so to speak, I like Union to at least plot a draw. So if you're think it's gonna go draw, even minus one fifty for the the double chances. That's that's is a, a good number. Solid number. Like, I'm gonna take him draw no bet. Um, I, I have my second play of the year in this game. Um, now I'm, I'm not gonna say that, but it's another bet that I really like in the Roma Lazio game. Uh, it's Lazio's team total corners. It is insanely low. It is at over three and a half. Uh, that is nuts to me. I thought it'd certainly be closer to four and a half or five. Uh, it is minus one fifty, so it's a little chalky, a little bit of juice there. But I don't think there's any possible way Lazio did not get to four corners in this matchup uh so I love this I'm locking it in now I will say the number that I really wanted was not available it would be right under Napoli corners and that is um yellow cards or total bookings uh, depending on how your your book sets that up um the line is unfortunately not yet available in any book that I've seen, but once it gets closer to match day, I will be absolutely slamming that pick. Uh, not for any team, just for the game itself. So I'm guessing it'll be pretty high. It might be five and a half uh, somewhere around there, but I think three cards in each half is very reasonable in a game like this, especially with uh, some key players missing and the game's going to get scrummy and dirty. And I think Lazio probably gets four yellow cards themselves. And, and we all know um, Roma guys like Cristante and Matic and uh, um, Mancini. Your Mancini. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. You know, th- those guys are, are pretty good for yellows themselves. Um, you know, who else could be good for yellows. that could help out the number of the guys that aren't even on the pitch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mourinho, Mourinho and Sadi. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. Chirping at the third, the fourth official. Yeah. And if you, if you get player, if you have working with a book that does offer uh, players to be booked, um, the guys we mentioned, right? Cristante, I think Cataldi for Lazio. Um, guys like that are, are pretty much good for a yellow card every single game. So um, once this line comes out, I will share it with the world. But I think that is an absolute mortal lock. Um, I, I don't see how it doesn't hit, you know, unless it's like over seven and a half. If we're, if we're going to get temperature check on Nick right now, he has two corner bets in his hat trick of picks and both of them, he wanted to make his plays of the year. So yeah, no, he, are, I'm back. I'm back. Nick is definitely feeling himself. This is what we're trying to do. Unfortunately. So, I mean, here's the problem. There's nowhere to go, but down. Um, But I I mean, I I really, really, really fucking like these picks. I like them better than any of the last six I've made that have all won. So uh, especially that Napoli one, I I think that's a game where there's six or seven corners in the first half. All right. Fair enough. All right. So that leaves us just our pod lock of the week left. It has not been kind the last two weeks, so we got to get you guys a winner. We're going back to the winner well. Back to basics. Done very well for us over the last uh, almost 12 months now. Um, it's Newcastle. Money line is minus 110 at Southampton. So I took the first half money line at plus 145. This is the full-time money line. We think that Newcastle are getting this done either way. Uh, no. It's a double up in some ways, but at any rate, Taking them at the money line, it's got to be a surefire thing in this one. I don't see Southampton getting a result even at home. No chance. Um, Newcastle, relatively healthy, although they are missing Isak, so um, should be able to put up plenty of goals. Uh, expect this one to be hopefully over at halftime, but even still, you got an extra 45 if you want to go minus 110. There you have it. Back to the winner's circle. So appreciate it, guys. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Hope you had fun with us. 
Hope you learned a thing or two and certainly hope you're tailing our picks. If you are, let us know on Twitter. Follow us, share us, listen, subscribe. Thank you and uh, be sure to be on the lookout for all of our World Cup coverage over the next couple of weeks.